Today on What Goes On Around Here, the Rent-A-Yentas are going to rent-a-yent about tales of the TSA. Wait till you hear these stories. Stay tuned. Welcome to What Goes On Around Here with the Renta Yentas. And uh, today, uh, besides this Yenta, I got another fabulous Yenta joining me. And that is my friend Wendy Birch. Yenta times two. (laughs) Yenta times two. Wendy Birch, if you don't know, is on the morning show on KTLA here in Los Angeles, Channel 5. She's the wacky reporter that goes out and does those wacky things on the field. That's true. I'm also a viral sensation. Yes, you are. So that's it. So to this day, if you Google reporter puked on, my name comes up about, I don't know, five million times. So there's that. Yeah, there is that. And actually, I was watching that when that actually happened to her. Good times. Yeah, good good times. times. I actually am. You know, I I am a journalist. I I can do real news. But apparently the things that people talk about are like, hey, remember that one time when like you were thrown up on? And remember that one time when you fell at the mall? How about the one time you and I were dress shopping downtown in literally Skid Row, and some woman comes out of her tent screaming, Wendy Birch! Wendy Birch! Wendy Birch! And I said, wait a second, you have a TV in there? How do you know this lady? I score very high with the homeless demographic. (laughs) Those are my people. I mean, to tell you that, that was a day for me to see that happen. (laughs) I looked at Wendy and I said... Wow. Yeah. You got some fans, there, baby. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm right. huge. Well, look, th- today's show is going to be huge, speaking of huge, because it's going to be Tales of the TSA. Now, Wendy already knows my story because I called her crying after mm. this happened to me. But uh, for those of you who don't know the story, and if you don't, why not? You should know it by now. I'm going to tell it to you. So basically, I was flying from uh, Los Angeles, uh, Phoenix, excuse me, to Los Angeles after visiting a mutual friend of ours. That's right. Another news reporter for uh, Channel 2, a CBS news station in Phoenix. And uh, I have two hip replacements, full disclosure. And so when I go to the airport, and I've had these hip replacements for the left one 15 years, the right one nine years. And when I go to the airports, I don't bother going through the metal detectors anymore. I just go straight to the body scanner because then they could see everything, if you know what I mean. You're talking about the full scan where you stand in and you like raise your hands like, like you know, like, like you're someone. Under, like you're being robbed. Exactly. Yes. You Correct. Do that. Okay. Correct. Right. So that's the one I do because when you walk out of there, there's a little screen right there and it's like, it shows everything. I mean, it shows everything. The vajayjay, it shows it all. All right. I'm always thinking, I hope I got the, the good underwear on when I go in that thing. So I figured they see everything. But... In Phoenix, they saw something that wasn't there. And uh, when I got out of the body scanner, there was uh, two women waiting because the gentleman said, you've alarmed. Now, when you say two women and a gentleman, you are being very nice. You're referring to, of course, the TSA employees. Correct. correct. Okay. Correct. So now the male TSA employee says, we need a female check here. She's alarmed. And I'm like, oh, okay. So these- <laughs> She's alarmed. Yeah. So these two guys, these two girls come over. One is kind of dressed maybe a little bit like a TSA agent. The other one completely like a TSA agent. And so the one that's dressed completely like the TSA agent says to the other girl, uh, uh, go ahead, pat her down. That girl, without telling me what she was going to do, goes in for the feel. 
and not with the back of your hand like you're supposed to do. Nope, she goes in full frontal right <clears throat> to my breast. Wow. Uh-huh. That's what I was saying. I'm going, well, it's been a while for me. I'm going to enjoy this feel-up. And then she starts going down, going all over the place, and I mean really fiercely uh, feeling me up, I'd like to say. And then she gets to the crotch area, and she says to the girl next to her, the fully dressed TSA girl, she says, uh, I can't clear her. And I'm standing there, I'm like, what do you mean? You can't, well, what does that mean? So the other girl says, all right, don't worry about it, I'll handle it. So the the other TSA uh, training, which I found out she you was found in out she was training, a training. Okay. she goes on about herself, and now I'm standing there with this, uh, let me just describe her to you so you can all get a, a good... Uh, a good thought in your head. She's about five foot four. She's got bleached blonde hair. Not to be rude, but bad skin. Uh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. And uh, her hair's on a ponytail. And now she says to me, you've alarmed. I'm going to have to give you another pat down. Would you like to do that in a private room? I said, nope, let's go for it right here. So now why didn't you opt for the private room? I never would opt for a private room because anything that's going to go down, I want witnesses. Okay. I just want everyone to see what's happening because I had heard horror stories, although I'd never encountered them. Okay. So now she gives me an even more fierce pat down. And now I'm like, okay, ready. And then she says at the end of her pat down, come with me. I'm like, come with you where? Wow. Over here because I also can't clear you. Now I'm saying, what in the hell is going on here? Are you packing? Is yeah. there anything that we should know about before this story goes any further? I was packing all right. Wait till you hear what I was packing. So now she takes me over, and I'm now in the middle of, you know the area, everyone? You know the area where there's that, like, silver aluminum table, and, you know, they're just going to sit you, stand you on that little mat, and then they're going to go for it, you know, there as well. Well, right? you see all of your stuff just being pushed along. Like, right. there goes my laptop, my wallet, yeah. everything that... And I'm Everything panicked about all that. Sure. But she grabbed all that. To, to okay. their credit, she did gra- grab right. my stuff, okay? So now a third TSA agent comes. Now this one's dressed so like an officer, and she is now calling herself Officer Fry, making sure I know it's not Frey, but it's Fry. Okay. So she p- proceeds to tell me I'm going to have to do a pat-down. And I'm like, again? I've just had two. She goes, well, mine's going to be a little different. Would you like a private room? Again, again with the private room. Again, I say, no, whatever you're going to do to me, just do it now. I've got six minutes. I like to pre-board between my hip replacements. Plus, I had a bad back. So I well, like- you are breaking down, aren't you? Man, I'm breaking down. So I, I wanted to pre-board, and in order to do that, I wanted to change my... It's a whole thing. Okay. Anyway, I needed to get to the plane, and they were detouring me. So I got a little upset, and I said, all right, just get on with this, and I used a bad word. And then... You? Yeah, imagine that. And then <laughs> Officer Fry says, well, if you're going to curse like that, and you're going to talk like that, we're just going to wait till you're done with your rant before I touch you. Oh, I've been there. I've been there where then it's like, hey, this is all your fault, because you're now the one that's aggravated. Exactly. So now I said, fine, just get on with what you're going to do. Let's just do it. She takes those gloves and snaps those gloves. (laughs) And I swear, this is true story. And she says to me just like this, you're going to need to firmly plant your feet on the ground. Oh, my gosh. I go, I go, I go, what? She goes, because my pat down comes with pressure and I know that you could fall backwards. That's what she said to me. Wow. So I go. What? 
And then I'm mad. And I go, hold on a second. I just told you I have a bad back and two, two hip replacements. And you're going to knock me on my ass? And then she goes, I'm not going to do anything. Security! Wow. That escalated quite quickly. What quite. do you think is the time from where you first went through the scanner to this? How much time do you think elapsed? Oh, I would say about eight minutes. And then, wait, this wow. is the best part. After she calls security, she walks over to me, and we're waiting for security. She's sure. now on the left side of me versus in front of me. And she leans over, so help me God, and says, Might you be wearing a period pad? <laughs> A what? Uh-huh. You heard me correctly. I said, lady, that ship has sailed. <laughs> okay? She did not like that. Oh, no, she did not like that. The next thing I know... No. This Wait a minute. Who calls story. it that? Who calls it that? Might you be wearing a period pad? Oh, yeah, just like that. <laughs> so, now now a fourth lady. Hello, Z. A, a fourth, fourth lady. lady. TSC. She looks like she could be their boss. Okay. She shows up and she says... I think we should conclude this, don't laugh, in a private room. Once again. I say, I don't want to go into a private room. Whatever is going to go down, I want it to go down. And now I'm screaming to people, videotape, here's my email. I'm screaming out my email to get a videotape. Did you ever grab your phone? Or I guess you didn't have your phone. How could I have my Did phone? You? They have my stuff. That's, that's, I, that, you can't okay, have any. You and, I didn't, and I didn't have a companion flying with me to videotape. Okay? So I'm kind of there by myself. With that... She takes her hand and guides me into the private room that I didn't want to go into. Wow. She shuts the door. And it's just you and her? Just me and her, by the way. Never asked if I had a companion traveling with me. Never asked if I wanted a companion in there. And never once brought a second TSA agent in, which by their own procedure and policy book, they're supposed to. Okay? So now... I am upset. And I say, what the hell is going on? She goes, well, your crotch is alarming. <laughs> Just like that. I swear. You, Ironically. I swear to God. She other said people that. have said that, but in much different circumstances. <laughs> she goes, she goes. That, I, I, is that a direct quote? Or are you just, I mean, no, I No, no, that is a direct quote. Your crotch quote. is alarming. Your crotch is alarming. And I said, what the hell do you think I have in there? She said, well, whatever it is, it's a problem because three of our TSA agents couldn't clear you. So I need, swear to God, I need to see your crotch. Just like that. I she go, used that word. That's the word she used. I used another one. So she said... Now, wait a minute. Let's establish before we go any further. Has there been any... Because I saw this in uh, Cosmopolitan Magazine the other day. Hmm. Has there been any enhancement, any bedazzling, anything that we should know about at this point before this story proceeds? Yeah, no. Nothing. Yeah, no. There's no JJ bedazzle. <laughs> there's no you-know-what ring. There's no nothing. In fact, there's not even hair there. Oh my gosh, that's too much information. <laughs> Even for me. Even for me. And that's saying something. So Well, now that we have that established. Good God. Okay. Gotta turn the AC on. <laughs> oh, somebody's getting hot and uncomfortable. That's producer Larry. <laughs> Larry's getting uncomfortable. Larry's, in here. Get, Larry's Larry, having his own hot flash. Larry, don't don't stress because I haven't even used the he's, word yet. He's that I've never used. going to look at you the same. You realize that now. You're going to be passing me in the hall, and he's going to be like, "Hey, Lisa," and his eyes are going to just like wander off. <laughs> He'll avoid all eye contact.
All right, so here comes the peace dog. Okay, all right, all right. So I, I asked, I asked. So we established okay, that. So okay, so we established right. that she just... says my crotch is alarming, and now she says, I swear to you guys, I need to see your crotch. I said, excuse me? I don't even understand how that's how that's not... How it's possible? How it's even possible and how that's not completely illegal and, well, it's morally reprehensible just to have another woman come up to you in any circumstance and say, I need to see your crotch. How about that? And so I, being the girl I am, whip out my crotch. I take my pants down and I go you, like you this. D- you drop I trow? Drop trow, baby. Right there? Right there. And I go like this. And I point right to the vajayjay and I go, this, my friend, is a vagina. And as last I checked, it's not a deadly weapon. Well, again, (laughs) point, counterpoint. (laughs) Caller, you're on the line. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe it's a deadly weapon to my boyfriend. uh, Possibly. That's what I'm saying. But in this circumstance. circumstance, What in the world? Did you ever figure out what in the world was allegedly setting off your alarming vagina? Apparently my platinum vagina. What can I tell you? (laughs) I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I'm very. With that. The lady says, and I'm not kidding you, her mm-hmm. eyeballs protruded mm-hmm. like Marty Feldman. Okay, I mean, these eyeballs were out. And she goes, oh, 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 I didn't tell you to do that. Oh, no, 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 I didn't tell you to do that. And she's shaking her head and she's shaking her hand. I go, yeah, you did, lady. You said you needed to see my crotch. And unless you're Superman with x-ray vision, the only way you're going to see it is if I pull my pants down. What do you think she expected? Did she expect to do a, a- another pat down in that area i am not what? sure what she was expecting but when anyone says i need to see your crotch and it's the tsa and also by the way i didn't mention this part they were denying me entry into the airport until they saw my crotch so, so I, they made that very clear very you're clear. not going anywhere until we see the vajayjay. very very clear so of course she says pull up your pants which i quickly did she opens the door immediately outside are a few police officers a few tsa officers police officers because of this situation Correct. not just because they're milling no, no, around no. in the area they're there for me wow. they're there for my vagina well. <laughs> they're there for my vagina i'd like to say so now ma'am we're taking you and your vagina into custody <laughs> So, so wrong. with that, the, the TSA woman says, uh, she's clear. Let her go right now. And she's in a panic. You could tell she's panicked. And the officers are confused. They're like, wait a second. We just got a phone call. A crazy lady is here. What's going on? Again, she says, let her go right now. She is clear. So I grab my luggage and I'm crying by this time. You guys, I'm humiliated. I'm traumatized. I'm I'm really, and I'm not that girl. You could tell just by hearing me this last few minutes. I'm not that girl. I'm tough. But this broke me and I really was humiliated and crying. And of course, then had to scream as I was running off, you effed with the wrong person. I'm media. Like they care, well, right? Yeah. Like they care. The end of the story is I missed uh, getting on the plane pre-board. So they gave away my first class seat and I had to sit in the very back row in the middle seat where I cried the entire way home. Now, Humiliated I, and the back of the bus. This yeah. is like the TSA flight of shame. You it's know what terrifying. I'm saying? It's terrifying. I did tweet American Airlines, mm-hmm. which was the airline I was flying on, and I can I considered that they should be notified because it's their terminal that this occurred okay. in. And then I did tweet the TSA. And because I think, this is the only reason I think I got tweeted back, because I have a little blue check by my uh, name on Twitter, which they think I'm a celebrity. Oh, first mistake. But 
You're they, verified. I mean, but, you're verified yeah, crazy, but yeah, you're well, verified. Well, that's another separate issue. So now they answer me back right away, panic. Lisa, your tweet is very concerning. Please the meet TSA. us. Yeah, both TSA and American Airlines right away. Did they retweet your tweet in that or did they DM you? Nope. They retweeted my tweet and wow. asked me to meet them in the DM room to, to, to share my story, basically. You go, no private rooms! <laughs> I said, no uh, private rooms with you people! I said there'll be a DM, but it'll be from my lawyer. That was how I answered that. Wow. So that is my harrowing tale of TSA. And after that happened, I came home, I told you, I told everyone who was listen to me. I got a lawyer. And in speaking with one of my friends, we discovered that we had a friend or she had a friend who uh, we're going to introduce in just a minute. His name is Steve Pesci. And he is a writer. He, he usually writes features, TV, comedies, animation. And coincidentally, Wendy, he was doing a feature on the TSA. Wow. So Steve is going to be with us in just a minute. And we will talk to him about this. We'll be right back. Hey, Wendy, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling good today. I'm all pepped up because I had a good night's sleep. No way. Yeah. I I haven't had one of those in years. What is that like? Well, I'll tell you what it's like. It's called Bowl and Branch. You just need one set of those Bowl and Branch sheets and you will have the best sleep ever. By the way. Thread count. Who cares? They're fantastic. And, (laughs) And by the way, by the way, the White House uses them. That's what they sleep on in the White House. So if it's good enough for that, it's good enough for me. You ought to get them. And we're back. Lisa Stanley here and Wendy Birch. We're back. We're back. Whether we're here. Whether you want us or not, we're right here. And we have a fantastic guest Wednesday. I almost called you Wednesday. Wednesday Adams. <laughs> that have, could work. We have a fantastic guest, Wendy. His name is Steve Pesci. He's a writer. He usually writes uh, for TV comedies. He does animation. He does features. And right now, he's doing a feature story about the TSA. How perfect. I know. First of all, Joe Pesci, any relation, yes or no? Uh Distant cousin. Really? Is that true? Really? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know him though. Oh, distant cousin. All right. Funny. Well, there you go. Funny how. Funny ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Steve. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Steve's so mellow. And we're so crazy. <laughs> you guys. Like... You guys are awesome. I love listening to you. <laughs> All right. So, Steve. Like, hey, Steve. He's like. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) Thanks for noticing. All right, Steve, listen, we brought you in today because you've heard my TSA tale. You know all about it. We've spoken off off mic about it, and you've just heard my tale again. So... uh, he, you, knows, he knows a lot about your tail and other parts of your body <laughs> as well. So just go with that. Okay. Steve, are you all right? Yeah, I, I, wonder okay? if, I wonder if when Rand Paul was stopped by the TC, TSA, if they made him show anything. <laughs> I doubt it. I Me. doubt it. So listen, a couple things about Steve. One of the things Steve is doing, it involves a former TSA agent. Now, we really can't talk about this agent because there's some background stuff still going on with him. But let me just say this. You remember uh, a long time ago, so many things happened with the TSA. Like, remember that time when three guys got shot at the TSA? Sure, LAX. I was yeah. covering that. Oh, yeah, did that you was, cover that? Oh, yeah, that was that was. I'm, 
traumatizing. And, you know, you talk about breaking news. There was just chaos at LAX. And by the way, I heard from uh, people, you know, one of the gentlemen died, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and the other two, thank goodness, they're okay. Um, But I heard that even those two guys, when they came back to work, they were harassed. I heard from other people that they didn't have a good time with the TSA, and they were TSA. You know, the TSA employs, I believe, 55,000 employees, and they have a budget of about $7.5 billion. And one of the things that I was reading the other day, and Steve, jump into if you, um, if, if this is correct, I, I read that when the TSA started, which was, of course, post 9-11, it was the largest government staff up that we had seen since World War II, that they literally hired they went through like 1.5 million applications and hired like 55,000 people in like six months. Yes, that's actually true. And Homeland Security itself, you know, geared up as well. So that was a major hiring boom. And uh, a lot of people, including the person who I know, who is a TSA supervisor, uh, came in at that time. Can you tell that story? Um, he actually... Um, as I, as I say, he, he just wanted to serve. He, he actually was very upset about 9-11 and, and mm-hmm. thought, you know, hey, this is something I really want to help. And so he was just like, thought he was doing a good thing. And I think he realized that it wasn't the best thing after all, that he wasn't really helping. And then he found another way to be of service, which so he's, he's now moving on to that. And that's why he can't speak out right now, because he's in transition. Is it safe to say that perhaps some of the concerns about the employees at the TSA is because there was such quick upstaffing that people just weren't fully vetted. They didn't know what they were getting into. And perhaps people who really weren't qualified to be in this sort of position got those jobs. I think you're absolutely right. And and some of the statistics that show how how much of, you know, arms and stuff that you can slip through. Uh, they've done tests. ABC News did a story about that in 2015, um, showing just 97% of this paraphernalia got through. So wait a second. <laughs> My vagina can't get through, but that can get through. Is that what you're saying, Steve? Yeah, they got through guns, uh, uh, mock explosives, They all like 67 out of 70 cases through. You know why? Because they were too busy worrying about me and my <laughs> vagina, and that's why those people are getting through. Yeah, and and you look at the employees. A lot of them, you know, were are are not you know really qualified for very much until they went through the TSA training. So they're really reliant on the TSA training to get up to speed. How extensive is the TSA training? Do you know? Actually, you see, though, the funny thing is, when I spoke to my friend, uh, we went through, and he was a. First of all, shocked and appalled because he believes that the TSA by my, by my story, yeah, that your what you, happened to you is completely out of bounds on many, many levels in several cases. Five, five policies and, and procedures that we know of already. Yeah, which means that not only was the first and second person you dealt with um, not following the rules, but every single person you dealt with, including the one who appeared to be a supervisor. Yeah, nobody followed their own rules. Absolutely correct. And 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 uh, your shocking. friend, yeah, it was shocking. Your your friend uh, told I had spoken to him as well. He's told me other stories about other TSA people who have been you know been there and then maybe got fired or quit. And I'm just going to read a couple of things that he said happened. He thinks that there's a lot of jealousy going on in the TSA. He thinks that when someone else gets something or a reward or they get to meet the president or they get, you know, that is not good to share with your other TSA uh, friends. Is that true? Yeah, it appears that the culture is very negative, um, that there's a lot of, you know, that kind of crab mentality of hold each other back. Um, and, and so if you stick out in any way, um, it's not encouraged. It's not rewarded. And what about, do they talk amongst each other, like when they see a cute girl coming through, or, hey, well, let's go get her, let's do a pat, you know, pat down on her? 
He didn't say that, but I have seen that in other news sources. Basically, what I started doing is, and, and when I do any story, is I immediately start to find people who do that thing that I'm going to write about and try to use that as research to talk to actual people. And so I have tried to do a lot of research about the TSA. And, and in other research not related to him, I have seen quite a few references to TSA employees, you know, mocking and or salivating over females going through the scanner, which I think is really, you know, shocking. Salivating because they can see everything, your body parts? Yeah. And in essence, you can take that body scanned image. This is something that was covered in the news quite a while ago. Um, you can take that image and then put a flesh color over it and, and just it looks like the naked body of the person. And they've done that. They've done that with people. How is that allowed? How is that allowed? Well, it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, real quick, and I'm sure everybody, if you if you talk to any of your friends, everyone's got a TSA story. Something about, oh, they harassing me or this. My mom, who is now 83, when she was about 80, a uh, little lady from Salt Lake City, Utah, so probably not fitting the profile of real dangerous flyer. Um, she, as an 80-year-old woman wears like little Depensy sort of things. I mean, you said vagina, oh, so I can pads? say, no, the not a period pad. A potty pad. How about that? A potty pad! How about that? So anyway, she must have set off something because I think she had a safety pin securing said pad. So my mother did get taken back, my 80-year-old mother, and this was a delay of like 15 minutes. And it was very traumatizing for, I mean, my mother's nervous, a nervous flyer anyway. And not, Again, in the, and not in the best health either. No, no, no. So anyway, she got through. My sister was crying because she thought it was so to, to watch this unfold to the to this woman and, and then the embarrassment that she felt. But but after that story was told by my family, it was upsetting for everyone that knows my mom and, and cares about my mom. Do you feel and what did you discover that perhaps the TSA is so busy looking at item number one or following the letter of the law here? Like, oh, well, this woman set this up that clearly we have to do this, that they're missing B, C, D, E that, that could explode all around you. They're so busy focused or kind of, you know, that's laser focused yeah. on something that's right. quite stupid, for lack of a better term, and not that important. And they're missing the big stuff going by them. Yeah, I think that's very true. I, I think the, there's an emphasis on the human beings and how they're dressed and what they're wearing and, and what, you know, rather than on somebody who's actually concealed something in a unique way that you can't see you know, even looking at it through their scanners, that's the stuff that's getting right through. And the people, you know, if, if you have any brains, you're not going to put a gun on your body or a bomb going <laughs> yeah. through a TSA scanner. Well, and you're not going to get the 80-year-old lady to say, hey, you know what? <laughs> My mom can't even run. She can barely walk. What's you know, she going to do? It seems more about, you know, oh, you have a water bottle, you have to throw it away. You know, there's too much of that and not enough of the. But I think we yeah. all know, and I say we all, the general population all knows now you can't have more than three ounces in your cream. You can't have liquid. I mean, everybody kind of knows that now, right? So I don't think, it, and if you do find a bottle of water, it's an accident. They forgot to take the water out of their bag, but then they shouldn't be harassed because of that. And I've seen, this is crazy, I've seen mothers who have their <clears throat> formula or, or breast milk in bottles and they're made to drink the bottle. Yeah, mm. they have to. I've seen that too. Mm. You know, to prove that it's not some sort of like, you like know, a chemical that's going uh, to, to explode. I mean, mm. I I don't know what what it all entails. Well, at least they're not asking to sample it. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> There's, There's that. that. There's that. So when you do your story, what are you going to focus on exactly? Your TSA. Well, it's actually a spiritual journey by this uh, man. Um, his. Uh, 
his life was is fascinating to me, and that's that's what attracted me to it, and it, that led me into the TSA to find out, you know, what that aspect of his life was about. So it's really not directly about the TSA, but it's really about the spiritual journey of, of this person. Wow. Interesting. This whole thing is crazy. All right, well, look, we've got a caller on the phone, a friend of mine, Felicia Zygman. She is a leadership counselor. And for those of you that don't know what that is, she pretty much travels around the world and teaches people how to treat other people. Hi, Felicia. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And I'm also a yenta, so it works perfectly. <laughs> well, then that works out really well. Um, so here's the background with Felicia. Uh, I met Felicia at the hair salon. We get blow dries at the same time. And she overheard my story, which is incredible about the TSA. And uh, she piped in because, like she said, she's a yenta. And she piped in and said, hey, I know all about this because this is what I do for a living. I travel, I deal with the TSA, and I deal with people and teaching them how to deal with others. So why don't you give us a little bit of background and tell us a little bit about what you do and how it goes down? Absolutely. You know, as you mentioned, I travel a lot for work and I go around teaching seminars and working with individuals on treating people fairly. And a lot of it is people who are in in positions that they have to follow the law. And I believe TSA is. But where they're going wrong is the treatment of innocent people. And funny enough, even though I do this for a living, I'm five foot four. I'm a small person. I get treated like a criminal every time I go through And so when you were talking about it, I thought, you know what, this really is a crazy pattern. I teach people to do it, but I'm experiencing it. Never tackled this issue. But, yeah, I know it's crazy the things that people can get away with when they're given a little bit of power. So that's kind of the work that I do, and it's also clearly a passion. Okay, so... why I became... Why I yend that in. <laughs> let me let me ask you. Uh, give me an experience, if you will, uh, something that happened to you at the TSA. It, it, funny enough, I get the same experience almost every single time that I travel. First of all, they grab my crotch, and I, I always make sure that I dress down. I wear sweats. I wear too much information, but I wear cotton underwear, <laughs> and like I wear things that are so not suspicious. And they always say to me, you know, do you want to go to a private room? Like, not unless you buy me dinner. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> oldest joke, oldest joke out there. But, you know, I say to them, okay, just touch me here. I'd rather you touch me in front of people and not. And they really do. They go up the thigh. They really go into areas that they don't need to go in. And I, I can't figure out what cotton underwear or sweats would do. I also have extensions. So they always think that I'm smuggling something in my hair extensions. I mean, come and on. Yeah, really. I mean, who? I live in L.A. We all have extensions. I'm not carrying any drugs in these extensions. Seriously, but they but they treat me like I do. And you know, the more. Well, let me that ask you. I let travel, me ask you a question, yeah. Felicia. Why do they give you that fierce pat down? Do you do you alarm when you go through? I don't necessarily alarm. I go through the one where you put your hands in the air like a criminal. The and body then I scanner. Come out. That's called the body scanner the body scanner and I walk through the body scanner and they always pull me to the side and that's when they inevitably will say hey they get a female over to me and they'll say hey can we pat you down do you want a private room no just do it here and it delays me they're rude about it they yet one time I got through and I had a pocket knife I didn't even realize it was a pocket knife because it was a gift someone got me so I get through with a pocket knife no question but I walk in in sweats and underwear and they check me out well, uh, obviously, your vagina is a weapon. I mean, I've heard. I mean, contrary to popular belief, it must be a deadly weapon. Yeah. 
I'll put that on my dating profile, I guess. <laughs> so you really, you're not wearing metal belts. You're not wearing anything that would arm would alarm. And they, then they're still uh, harassing you. Yes. If you were to teach a course, because my... Uh, objective at the end of my whole incident with TSA is to have them do online training. I used to work for CBS and CBS every 90 days would shove us these online tests that we would always have to read, watch videos. And then at the end of all that, we'd have to test so we could be, you know, better people. I don't know that the TSA does that or they don't, but I am trying to get them now. This is going to be my mission. I'm going to lobby crazy to get them to have to do these additional online testing about just human humanity and and kindness so how would you do that you know i'm kind of torn being in the training world myself i think that's a really good first step is to give some online training but the problem is people will be you know they'll watch young and the restless and then they will go ahead and, and answer a question online i don't know if they take it overly that seriously so i think they do need to have in-person training, something where people in the airports have to go through the online is fine, but something in person where they feel it at an emotional level. Unless people feel things at an emotional level, they're not going to change. Or if there's no cost, they're not going to change. So, you know, maybe coupled with a couple seminars where they really have to feel what it's like to be treated that way. And then they need to take a really strong stand and say, we are not going to tolerate this. Yes, you have an important job. Uh, no, you don't have to yell at people. You don't have to belittle people. I know you go to any other country in this world, they are doing their job, they take it just as seriously, but you're treated with more respect than you are in the U.S., in my experience. And and so they really need to make a stand to say, this is not tolerated, we're going to give you the skills through online training and maybe an in-person training, but you need to see what it feels like in order not to do it anymore. You know, that's a great, great point, that they should have to go through the hell we go through. And literally, um, you know, uh, that brings yeah. up something that I just saw the other day, American Airlines, which is the airline I was flying on, so it was the TSA, American Airline uh, TSA uh, uh, terminal, the the thing I saw is they partner up now, American Airlines, and they do these like facade flights. They're bringing in autistic children so that the mm. that the TSA workers and the stewardesses uh, and the flight attendants rather can can get used to dealing with an autistic person who you can't touch in that way or who might right. react in another way. It, it's almost like you're suggesting American Airlines do that. In that I sort think that of would way. be. Absolutely. Something where they really feel what it's like and they're thinking about it instead of these officers who have a sense of power and are abusing power. It's the most power they've ever had. I'm making my own assessment. But for them to truly feel, like you said, with autistic people, you have to treat them differently. Maybe put them on the other end to see what it's like. And for the airline to say and for the airports to say, we will not tolerate this. We want to keep our people safe, but we could do it in a respectful manner. So maybe it means finding airports internationally to come in and talk about how they do it. But the way it's going right now, I, I've been talking to my friends about this topic for the last couple of weeks since we talked at the hair salon. And I have heard so many crazy, horrible stories where people feel so humiliated and, and very similar to your experience, Lisa. Well, you know what? I'm going after them, and I'm not going to stop. I am going to lobby this like no tomorrow, and maybe, Felicia, we can get you involved, and you could teach these seminars to these to these TSA agents. 
I would love the challenge, and it's it's really important work, and we love to fly, so we don't want our experience to be really negatively affected. And by... we love to be safe, so we need the TSA <laughs> to keep us safe, but then there's that line that they keep crossing. Absolutely. All right, Felicia, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today, and hopefully between you, me, and the rest of the world, we're going to make a difference, and people will be able to fly safely and kindly. Agreed. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks, Felicia. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to say that. I know. To I an know. actual Felicia. I've yes. said it before. Just the person but this was an actual Felicia. And Felicia. She, had, she had some great points, didn't she? I, mean, I think so. Really, really great well, you know points. What too? And it keeps coming up that um, I think, in my opinion, I think the TSA also capitalizes on the fact that traveling is stressful. By the time you get to that point, you are stressed. You've had to leave your house. You've had to pack. You're worried about this. You've got kids. You've got this. You've got this. You're taking your shoes off. They know that. They know you want to get to your destination. And I think that you're at one of your most vulnerable points right there. And at their mercy. And you don't have your shoes on. And you don't have your shoes on. Although I did have my shoes on because I'm pre-TSA. So I was able to keep my shoes on. The shoes didn't bother them. Just the JJ. Uh, but I want to say, I want to say this, that... The reason I wanted to do a podcast and the reason I wanted Steve to come in and talk about his experience dealing with people he knows from the TSA and Felicia is because at the end of the day, I'm not going for a money grab. That's not my uh, that's not my thing. My thing is this. I want to make a change. My thing is, is first and foremost, I want those biatches to apologize. OK, I really deserve or as or as Cardi B would say, oh, crap. I want an apology. That's number one. And number two, I really want to see a change in the way the TSA handle people. You need more humanity. You need more sensitivity. They need to have courses or some kind of a formal training. Like I mentioned earlier, here when we were a CBS, uh, when I worked for CBS, I should say, we had to take these online training courses all the time. And then we had to take tests afterward to prove that we really learned the information. I really want that to be the outcome of this. You're my friend. You're an advocate. That's what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to lobby for some sensitivity and humanity. Steve, Steve's still here with us, too. Steve, is that even possible when you have such a large bureaucratic, in your opinion, when you have such a large bureaucratic program with that many employees? Well, changing the culture of the entire TSA would be a huge undertaking, but I think a, a first step of, of training sounds like a very smart smart way to start. All right. They haven't Look met me you. yet, so they don't know this is no undertaking for me. A trailblazer. I'm trying. I'm going to do I'm going to do the best I can, people. I'm going to try to make your experience at the airport a better one. Hey, Lisa, what are you going to do next time you have to fly and go through TSA? Now, that's a whole other story because I'm traumatized. I I'm definitely going to have to see a, a counselor to talk about that. And I don't know. I mean, on one hand, it's the first time that's ever happened and I've been flying 15 years with these uh hips. And so, that vagina. And that vagina exactly so i i mean it's the first time it's happened it i'm sorry it just it was too good of a setup I, I... <laughs> it's like an aberration in one way but now you're right i'm nervous and i'm worried and that is part of of why i need them to do something so that i know when i go next time the sensitivity level will be higher well for you for my 80 year old mother for all those people that fly i definitely hope that things improve Well, you know I'm not going to stop. Well, 
That's what we know. That's what we know and love about you, Lisa. Steve, the I want to <laughs> I want to say thank you, Steve, for being here. Oh, thank you. Uh, tremendous. I really appreciate your time, your information, and uh, maybe one day we'll get to meet the man that you've been talking about because people, I promise you, you'll be shocked when you know who it is. Absolutely. Steve, you are now officially my favorite Pesci. What am I here to amuse you? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. And I think, too, you probably set a record for how many times you actually said the, you know... The vagina word? Exactly. Exactly. See? There we go again. We broke the record now. I mean, I don't know what the problem is with that word. Well, I know. Just, you know, men and... Men. Men don't like the word. Well, listen. Get over it. And if you guys think that's something, you better follow us on social media, too. My Instagram is LisaStanley30 or at Twitter, LisaKearth. And Wendy is Good News Wendy on Twitter and Just Wendy Birch on Instagram. You better subscribe to this podcast. Because you never know what is going to come out. <laughs> That's exactly right. these mouths. Because we'll be here every week to tell you what goes on around here. Wait a minute. This show's every week? Yeah, every week, Wendy. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Security? <laughs> Help? <laughs>